Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your weekend was everything you needed it to be. If you needed to rest and relax, I hope you did that. If you needed to be productive and get some ish done, I hope you did that too. My weekend was a pretty good one. Um, I finally, random, I finally got around to posting Bexley's room reveal on TikTok. And I got a little peeved off at the end of the week. And I've been like ruminating on it all weekend. I finally had to journal it. But everybody was making fun of her name. And that shit pissed me off so much. Um, So I finally journaled on it um, this past weekend. And I feel a little bit better. (laughs) But it went viral. And then like, you know, the the conversation, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, we redid Bexley's room, we did a room refresh, it's kind of like a little makeover. But we did a room refresh because for months, we were asking her like, what do you want for your birthday? She's turning seven or she turned seven. And we just couldn't really get a straight answer out of her. So, you know, for my parents in the building, when you don't have like a clear answer of like what your kid wants for their birthday, you kind of have to like pick up on hints on like what they're interested in, what they kind of like make little remarks about. And so she kept saying how she wanted a new comforter. Me being the extra person that I am was like, oh my God, that means she wants a completely new room. So we completely like redid her room, gave her like a a refresh. You know, she's not a tween yet. So we've still got some years before that, but she's had the same room since she was four. And she was getting like too tall for her like little um, craft table too. So it was like just perfect timing. So we redid her room. Anyway, posted on Instagram. You guys rock on Instagram. TikTok, you guys rock over there too if you've, you found me on TikTok. But you know, TikTok is just a little they will find something to talk about. So everyone was coming for her name, I guess, because it's country. (laughs) I used to always make fun of Bixley's mom, too, because I was like, Bixley sounds so country. And if anyone um, knew Kelsey, like Kelsey was the epitome of a Southern belle. So like her naming Bixley, Bixley was just like so on brand. (laughs) who Kelsey was at her core but I have never blocked and deleted so many comments because I don't know I think I just got really um protective over Bexley and even though she can't read and she's not on TikTok I was like I don't even want to see it I don't even want to like hear it so anyway I just had to get that out there that I spent so much time (laughs) being so pissed off at people making fun of her name apparently it's a town in Ohio So I learned that, you know, you learn something new every day. But anyway, (laughs) speaking of being productive, if you had a productive weekend, today's episode is focusing all on that. I realized I haven't done a uh, routine episode in a while. And for my OGs in the building, this is going to be a really great refresher for you. And for my newbies in the building, this episode will really help highlight a really important missing piece in your weight loss that you may not have even realized 
was missing. You know, I talk a lot about the importance of routine building, you know, in real life, on the podcast, in my program. I am a true firm believer that your weight loss and your morning routine are connected. And I'll tell you why. It is very hard to create and practice weight loss habits when you haven't created the space or the environment to practice weight loss habits. Think about it. You want to start cooking more, maybe eating a little healthier. I know you're already like teeing up those resolutions in your head for the new year, but you haven't created a routine that makes a little space for like when you'll create a grocery list or when you'll do some recipe searching or when you'll actually shop or whatever. P.S. My Sheetrician members don't have to worry about any of that. We take care of all of that for them. But you know, you want to begin adding all of these habits, but you haven't created pockets in your day to practice them. And so what happens is you wake up motivated, excited for your day, then life starts lifing, you're busy at work, maybe the kids aren't cooperating that morning, you get swept up in errands, and then the day ends, and you're beating yourself up because you didn't make the healthy dinner you said you were going to make, and you picked up, you know, like fast food, and you ate fast food, you didn't go to the gym, you said you were going to go work out, like you didn't do any of the things that you planned on doing. This is a completely normal result of not creating space to practice weight loss habits. You know, years ago, when I was fresh out of college, I had just left a job I hated, started this business from scratch, and quickly found myself in overwhelm. I was a coach who, like, I could not figure out how to make time to actually care for myself. I say this all the time, but I am a recovering people pleaser. And so when I started my business, I was, you know, a little bit in scarcity, I was not in the abundant mindset because I had left a job with $0 to my name, actually $6 to my name. And I had this business and a dream and I just hustled to make it work. And so I was like working until like 3 or 4 a.m. every single day for months on end. I would sleep for a few hours and then I would wake up and do it all over again with a toddler in the house and my husband, who was then my boyfriend, in like a little one-bedroom apartment. I was overstimulated literally all the time. And um, I already have an anxiety disorder. I was undiagnosed at the time. And so back then, before it had like the strategies and the routines and the habits to kind of um, naturally minimize that, girl, talk about an anxiety-riddled mess. I was trying to figure out how I could help more women and then sprinkle on top of that feeling like a complete fraud that I had this degree in nutrition, but was eating in a way that didn't help my body feel or operate at its best. I was rapidly gaining weight and I had no idea how to make myself do any of the things I knew logically I should be doing, but could not figure out how to actually do them. And I think so many, so freaking many weight loss programs out there forget this one very important piece to so many women's weight loss experience. Like, you know what you should be doing. You know, you know, you should be eating a little healthier, eating a little less, moving your body a little more. You know all of that logically because you're smart, you're educated, but you can't figure out how to make yourself do 
a damn thing. I always look back and I think about that time in my life and how I I needed, like it was so needed for me personally to go through that experience because it wasn't until I actually went through it myself that I understood how so many of my clients felt. Like, I am not a firm believer that you have to lose weight yourself to, um, you know, help other people lose weight. I think it's, you know, it's very possible. But I will say that I became such, like, I became such a better coach and I really crafted my material and my coaching and my message because it wasn't until I went through it And I understood like how my clients were thinking, how they were feeling about their body, like how they were shaming themselves because they couldn't get up and like do any of the stuff, how they would beat themselves up when they had this immaculate plan for their day and then didn't do like any of it. It wasn't until I understood how that felt and how I really understood how it like all the thoughts that were circling in my head that felt like they were like paralyzing me that I couldn't actually do any of the stuff that I was, you know, I learned in school that I knew logically I should be doing. It wasn't until that was me, I was in those shoes that I was able to one, find my way out of it, but become, um, you know, be able to coach other women from a place of like, girl, I understand. And so although my weight loss, like number wise is different than, you know, many of my clients, even if I just needed to lose like five pounds or 10 pounds, I would be able to help so much deeper and better because I understood where they were coming from. And, you know, when I went through it myself, that first year, I like, mind you, I was spiraling for months, but that first year that I figured it out and I, I started to create the framework that I have today is when I coached my first 100-pound client, lost 100 pounds with me. That would not have been possible in the freaking slightest if I didn't go through what I went through. And so I always look back on that time and like think about how needed it was for me. And it's not until you have like gained weight, like weight that doesn't feel good on your body or you're eating in a way that doesn't help you feel or operate at its best. And I always make this distinction. The only time you need to lose weight and you don't need to do anything. Let me like cut that out. The only time you should want to lose weight is if you just want to like because you want to, but also if it doesn't feel good on your body, your weight is not always a direct reflection of your health. You can absolutely be at a higher weight and be perfectly healthy. And so I help women lose weight that doesn't feel good on their body, whether that's mentally, emotionally, or physically. But anyway, it wasn't until I was sitting there, almost 25 pounds up on the scale, which I had gained very rapidly. I think I had gained 25 pounds in the course of like, three months, three or four months. Like if you're doing the numbers, that is a lot of eating. (laughs) You know, I didn't feel good. I was bloated all of the time. My skin was a freaking mess. Um, I was constantly exhausted, constantly sleepy and fatigued. That was probably also because I was running off like two or three hours of sleep most nights. And I knew all of this. I knew how shitty I felt, but I couldn't make myself actually lose the weight. It is literally in those moments that I realized this shit is so much deeper than calories in, calories out. Like when I was getting my degree in nutrition and food science, it is a very, very strenuous 
degree program. I think it's it's one or two courses short of pre-med. So getting your nutrition degree is a very laborious process. It's It was very, very, very difficult. And um, we didn't talk about any of the mental shit that happens when you're trying to lose weight. Not a single ounce. And mind you, the dietetics program is not weight loss focused, but I did have a lot of, it was a lot of the curriculum and a lot of the classes. And so I was not prepared for the emotional battle it was to lose weight myself. And so I really realized when I was up on my weight, trying to lose weight, could not figure out how to do it, could not figure out how to make myself be, stay consistent, do any of the weight loss actions. I realized like weight loss is so much deeper. It is freaking so much deeper than eat less, move more. There's so much more to it. I had spent months doing jackass diets and crazy restrictions that my educated and logical brain was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, what new, well aware, this is not a good idea. But my emotional and physically exhausted and habit brain was just like, we need to get this weight off as fast as humanly possible so that we can feel good again. And when you're coming from that place, you don't care what the restriction is. You're like, I'll try anything. And so I did really stupid diet trends for months, months on months. And one day I was just like, this isn't working. This is so dumb. I'm miserable. I'm losing and gaining the same amount of weight down to the T over and over and over and over again. But I was so fed up emotionally. I was just like, I was just so drained that all I could do was think to myself, something's got to change, but I don't have the energy to try and do a 180 again. So what can I do? Like I was having this conversation with myself. What can I do that's just a little bit better than what I've been doing? And so I started with my mornings. I literally just like, picked something. I started with my mornings, two minutes of meditation. And it was guided and I used the app Headspace and I just started there. I started in my mornings and it changed my life. Now, the habit of actually meditating didn't change my life. The habit of taking a moment and claiming a very small piece of my day for me at the start of my day changed my life because from there it dominoed and I built my routine to what it is now and it's what an entire phase in my program is dedicated to helping members optimize the very first part of their day you have to have to have to have to I do not care if it's five minutes one minute or 30 minutes you have to claim a piece of your day specifically for you and getting clear from the jump how you want your day to go. When you have that intentionality, when you're able to create a very short action plan and be able to distinguish what's important, what's not, and being able to anticipate some of the daily bullshit and like what you'll do about it, everything changes. Because I talked about this um, a little bit 
uh, last week on Instagram. But when you realize that the weight loss is not the goal, like, yes, we have weight loss goals, but weight loss is not the goal. Your life will change when you understand that. Here's what I mean. When I was struggling to lose my weight, it was like the more I focused on the goal, the more I judged myself based on whether or not I lost weight, the more I struggled. And I struggled because my weight loss, like the actual number, isn't something I have control over. I don't control the exact amount of weight I lose and you don't either. The actual pounds that you lose when you step on the scale, you don't have control over. But you do have control over the actions. You do have control over the habits you practice that influence the number on the scale. This is also why you might be losing and gaining the same amount of weight over and over and over again. Because it's like when you hit the goal, it's like, oh, well, I hit my goal. And then you think you made it. And then so then you backslide and you gradually gain the weight back because you made the outcome the focus and not the habits that produced the outcome. And so when I say the goal is to become the person who practices weight loss habits consistently, that means at the end of the day, you don't have control of if you lose weight or not. But you can check off the boxes of walking 20 minutes a day making one healthier swap at lunch, planning your food. And when those things become the goal, when your day is just boom, tick, 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 check the boxes off, then you increase the possibility of not just losing weight, but keeping the weight off, which is the goal. We have this affirmation in Cheatrition. We say it all the time. I am not interested in, nor do I desire to lose weight. I'll have to lose again. How fast you lose weight does not matter. Like when I'm doing coaching, SOS coaching inside my program and someone's like, oh, I'm not losing weight fast enough. I'm really battling like, you know, not restricting. And I always say, how did that work out for you before? You've done this before. You know how to lose 20 pounds like that. But did you keep the weight off? Because if you didn't keep the weight off, then it's pointless. And wouldn't you much rather go slightly slower just to ensure that you don't have to lose the same freaking pounds all over again? I know I would. But also, too, when you're able to check off the boxes and just practice weight loss habits, you decrease a lot of the emotional roller coasters that you experience on your weight loss journey. Because then you don't feel like a failure because you didn't lose weight. You feel like a success because you checked off the boxes that put you in the best position to lose weight. Does that make sense? And so how do you put yourself in the best position to lose weight? You practice weight loss habits, habits that help your body feel better and operate at its best. And so how do you practice weight loss habits? You create space in your day to practice and prioritize them. And you do that via your routine. Start with your mornings. What can you do a little better in the mornings that'll give you clarity and direction? Start small. And I promise you, when you just start, when you just take the first step, 
you naturally know what to do next. I promise. When I first started, all I knew I could do was meditate. And when I started meditating, I started stacking more easy, doable, feel-good habits on top of those two minutes. And I kept building and building to the routine I have today. So you just have to start there. One small habit, first thing in the morning, what can you do today? Ask yourself that question and then get into action and start implementing it. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.